Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rangers Review morning briefing for Thursday, the 17th of November. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning by Joshua Barry. How are we doing, Joshua? Good. Still here, Derek. We're still fighting on with our um, <laughs> topics of conversation, so um made it to Thursday, so that's good. Yeah, no holidays for us like uh, Alfredo Morelos sipping on cocktails on a Colombian beach, as we've seen yesterday. So, uh, yeah, we are uh, hard, hard at work folk, uh, folks throughout the uh the, the 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 break the world cup enforced break of course um until rangers come back to competitive action um just before we talk all things uh, rangers because there is a, a few bits and pieces uh, we're going to touch on today um you can see the little ticker below we've got that great offer on the website uh so many of you have taken advantage of it so thanks very much for doing so saying great things uh, just one pound for two months worth of content head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe uh, to sign up it's dead easy uh, and as you can see the little uh, banner on the screen as well you can subscribe to our youtube channel uh, for free uh, and you can um, keep up to date with all the daily videos all the latest coming out from ibrox uh, pre-match and post-match reaction videos as well as well as big interviews so uh, very much uh, urge you to subscribe if you haven't already done so. Um, okay, let's talk uh, Rangers, Joshua. Um, a bit of, uh, you could say, positive news yesterday was images of Yanis Hadji uh, back in training at the uh, Rangers training ground. And, of course, he'd done an interview with Rangers TV also. Um, I'll read you some of it, uh, folks. Uh, he says he's, op he's opened up on his struggles with his injury, of course, he's been out for a long time since January. He underwent surgery on his knee uh, before entering a recovery phase. Um, he told Rangers TV, uh, it's so different to what you experience on the pitch. The emotions are definitely higher. Uh, they are twice as high being on the pitch physically. I get why the fans get frustrated at times. I get why they always have high expectations of the club and the team. Look, it's been amazing for the club getting to a European final and winning the Scottish Cup last season. This year, I think the team has been so unlucky with so many long-term injuries. It's mixed feelings to be a fan, but I definitely prefer to be on the pitch rather than on the sidelines. Now I'm good. I'm in a good place mentally. And I think that's the most important thing for me right now. Physically, I'm growing every week. I can see progression and that's always positive. I was growing every season into Rangers and I was enjoying my football so much. But in football, you need only one second when everything can just stop for you. It's been a tough one, a roller coaster mentally and physically, but I can see I'm close to my final destination. There's no better feeling, especially to experience it with everyone around here. It's twice as good. Um, got to say, good uh, to see Yanis uh, training again, running uh, Joshua. That is, that is a, a good sign. Rangers have badly missed him, haven't they? Even though before he got injured, it's fair to say he wasn't having his best of seasons last season. But in terms of creativity, Rangers need him back, don't they? He'll be like a new signing there. Ah, there it is. There we go. <laughs> no, um, Hadji is probably a bit of an exception in the injury debate because it wasn't a... You know, it's not a roof situation where he has um, had repetitive injuries. It was kind of one of these freak um, knee injuries that that happens to um, well, certain players, and yeah. and it takes so long to recover from. <clears throat> he hadn't had a good season up until that point, even before um, Van Bronckhorst came in. But not not many players were having a good season last season anyway. Um, if you, if you go back to the title winning season, his numbers are really impressive. His, his creativity um, from you know the, the middle of the pitch to the side of the pitch, he, he didn't suit that right wing position for me under Van Bronckhorst, and um, 
but but the manager obviously liked him because he played him a lot. Um, you'd imagine that he'd play more centrally when he when he comes back in. Um, it's interesting that Hadji is saying that he understands the frustration because I think one of the players that supporters we get most frustrated with was him because yeah. um, you know he could do one fantastic thing one moment and then the ball would bounce off in the next. But obviously the Rangers squad is much better for having him in it. Um, when he does come back, he will he will be a positive. Um, because I, I think as well, especially against these deep defences, there's such a lack of a player like Hadji who can, um, you know, p- play a certain pass or, or open up a defence um, as he did. And, and he was so good in, in that title winning season. So I guess he is, he is you're right, Derek, it's is Thursday we, and we've, we've found a positive finally to, to talk about. Um, you, you just think, though, well, how long until he's actually back up to, to match sharpness and... Yeah fitness and you know especially when it has been such a long-term injury so I don't think it's something that you can depend upon him hitting the ground running um but the sooner that he gets back obviously the better for for Rangers yeah uh, as Ross says it has a lot of shot and goal just what, what what we're missing is listen I think we're crying out for some sort of creativity a shining light I think uh, Alex Lowry was was that player uh, in the summer, of course, everyone was looking forward to seeing more of him uh, in place of Hadjin. He suffered his own injury issues and, uh, of course, hasn't uh, really been seen apart from a cameo uh, against Ajax. Uh, but we do wish Yanis uh, Hadji uh, the very best in his recovery. Hopefully it's nearing an end and he's back in contention again because he's he's a top player on his day. Uh, he can be a match winner. Uh, and Rangers really are crying out for players of that ilk uh, at the moment. As John Dooley says, he sort of ties in with that other comment. At least he'll try a, a long-range shot at times. Um, absolutely, John. I think uh, Rangers do need players of that calibre back in uh, the reckoning uh, for when, when they come back. Whether he's back... Uh, Van Bronckhorst did say it'll be after the World Cup. Uh, I think it's, I'm more inclined to think it'll be around January time, if, if we're being honest. Um, and even then, like you say, Joshua, it's going to take him... It's not a, a case of just coming in and hitting the ground running and you're uh, totally match fit and you can play 90 minutes from then on. I'm, I'm sure it'll be a, a gradual phased introduction back into the team so yeah listen he's one of uh, a number of players that he touched on himself Yanis uh, long-term injuries um, that, that have uh, hamstrung Rangers this season um, I wanted to touch on a, a piece that, that you wrote for the website yesterday and, and Kenny brings it up uh, Joshua hi Kenny says that after Josh's excellent article on the Rangers review website yesterday do you think the fan base underestimate the impact on the team of Ryan Kent signing a pre-contract and perhaps moving on in January. Um, I think, listen, Ryan Kent has been out of form for much of this season. However, recently in the last few games, I think he's been Rangers' most attacking outlet. Uh, he's offered more than anyone else, I think. Um, I'm not too sure what that tells you about the, the rest of the team, Joshua, but you've you done a, an excellent piece on the, on the website yesterday with regards to Kent and if he's underperforming if he's relied on too heavily or misunderstood at Rangers. Um, what's your findings? Yeah, well, the the article, you can read it obviously on the website. Um, it's in the comment section as well. Just, just the type of thing that we try to do um, when a player like Kent attracts so much debate, Derek, rather than just kind of shouting opinions at it, just go and, go and look at um, yeah. you know, what the numbers say and, and, and how that kind of correlates to his performance. Um, Kent, up until a few weeks ago, I was very much in the bandwagon that Ken um, was wildly out of form. And to a degree, I still think, as you say, he's underperformed at points in this season. But looking back on it, looking at some of the numbers and just having watched a lot of his, a lot of the games back in the last few days, um, 
I think he's also a little bit of a victim of being really the only dynamic player in that team, the only dynamic player behind the, the striker who can who can do something, who can kind of unlock a defence. Um, and as a result, I think he is over relied upon at points. And then I think that plays into him um, on the performance. So just a, a few numbers for you, Derek. I won't give you, I won't give too many because I know some people don't don't like the numbers, but um, yeah, of, players numbers, who, of players who have played more than 600 minutes. Um, Kent's attempted the most dribbles, which is 6.4, um, and the most successful dribbles, which is 3.5. Um, and also it, it is value any dribbles. And, you know, it's explained in the piece, this metric, which judges how, how valuable a player's dribbles are. Um, he's the, the, the second highest in the league. And a good example of that, Derek, is um, the, the goal against Hearts, where Kent doesn't, he doesn't get the assist for that, right? So people can look at his um, his total uh, by this point in the season and say five assists and 12 full 90 minutes or 14 or 13 starts. That's not good enough. But then you've also got to take into consideration, I think, um, you know, the, the, the fact that he makes that goal against Hearts. That goal doesn't happen if he's not there. He wins the penalty against St. Johnston. And these stats, I think, help us to kind of contextualise that whole debate and look at, his, his whole contribution. Um, the, the other element is his decision-making, which I think as a 26-year-old is, is not going to get that much better. But certainly if you look at some of the angles he does shoot from and then some of the angles he doesn't shoot from, um, you know, he's just scored so few of those goals from from cutting in on the right onto his right foot. He's taken 25 shots this season and only five have been on target. 11 have been blocked. The rest have, have been off target. Last season, it was kind of similar numbers. Again, you can find um, all of this in the piece. So what I can argue is, is he better at number 10 or is he better when he's out in the left wing? Out in the left wing gives him maybe more opportunities to isolate himself 1v1. He's not going to be as much of a goal threat uh, whatsoever. Playing inside the pitch maybe maybe does give him that. I think Kent points his performance levels and his form has been down, but he keeps taking the ball and... and I, I do think he suffers at points from kind of being the only um, player in that team who who the, the, his teammates can give him the ball and say, go on and do something. And the perfect example, that's against St Mirren. Look at where he picks the ball up for that penalty. It's about 30 yards from goal. He has to go by three players just to win, um, you know, just to win the, the, the spot kick. So, yeah, hopefully that's all kind of all summarised in the article. But um, just trying to cut through a bit of the noise of, of the debate and, my opinion on it's kind of changed. I think he has, as you say, been out of form at points. I don't think the team performance has helped that overall, but I also think kind of the over-reliance on him doesn't help and, and some of the underlying numbers are important to, to consider when you're looking at just, you know, his basic goals and assists. Yeah. Um, you've got some uh, fans of the numbers on in the comments, Joshua. Denzel says, no, not the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, can, you can't you can't please them all but uh yeah josh certainly knows his stuff when it comes to uh the stats and an intricate detail with regards to the players ken, ken is an interesting one this season there's no doubt about it some of the comments i'll get to some of them here um ross says uh hi morning ross uh, last two games show how important ken is his influence ensures rangers beat hearts and grab a point in paisley even out of form he is our best creative option he's got to play uh, and I can understand this point there. I don't think Rangers have anyone else there at the moment. Joshua, I, I touched on, I think I wrote a piece actually a few weeks ago saying Rangers have options out there. Sakala, Matondo, uh, even uh, Ridvan before before he got injured. Um, however, Kent is, is played throughout. Uh, and, and based, I think Matondo's been given an opportunity and, and he hasn't really taken it, has he? So Rangers simply don't have anyone else out there. And I think, could he be one of those 
when Connor Golson was has been out injured, you don't realise how big a part he plays in that team until he until he's out of the yeah. side. Yeah, and and there's actually another bit in the article which um, is an interesting comparison with. Uh, I was just looking at quotes that that Guardiola made about Grealish, who's obviously another winger who, not comparing his quality to Kent, but similarly gets kind yeah. of criticised for his goals and assists, and. Um, the goal, yeah, and his goals and assist output. And one of the things that Guardiola says about him is his best quality is his ability to attract other players and what that creates for teammates. So, you know, that's, he, Guardiola obviously knows a, a bit about what he's talking about. Kent, as a winger in the Scottish Premiership, undoubtedly needs better numbers. Um, yeah. But again, I think it's no surprise that maybe his best season comes when he's got someone in the front line and roof who can provide those numbers. And for the last year, he's not had someone on the right wing who can provide that threat. I think that allows teams to double up on him and, and also the pace of the, with which the ball gets to Kent. Think how many times you're just watching Rangers play around the opposition and it's slow and it gets to Kent by the touchline. And you can say, I've seen some people saying uh, last night on Twitter, oh, he hides or he doesn't give Barra such an option. I just don't think, I think that's the furthest thing from the truth, in my opinion. I, I just think so often... He's not helped. We, we obviously discussed Barisic a lot. I don't think that's Barisic's game, kind of creating deep in the pitch and being able to go inside. And um, I think at times he's, he's harmed by that. Um, but that, that kind of comes into the misunder, misunderstood point because playing wide left, I just don't think he's going to be a real goal threat. And at 26, is he going to develop into a, a different type of player now? I, I, I don't know. So, um, yeah, again, it's, it's contextualised with the fact that Rangers overall have been bad, so his performance levels will, will, will be lower. There's not many players around him that um, are performing well, but if you take those games that we've mentioned, the Hearts game, even even the Livingston game late on, Creighton or, or the, the St Mirren game, I just think without him, there's such a lack of attack and threat. And it's, w w when you see him um, attack into space, I think that's so much more his game and he feels so much yeah. more comfortable doing that. Because you remember those performances in the Europa League a few months ago, they were so high level. So um, you just wonder how much it's down to how, how suited he is to playing against kind of deep defences as well. Yeah, oh, we, how we long for those performances uh, once again. Uh, yeah, they're, they seem a lifetime ago now. Uh, good point, mate, dear, by, by Alan, who gets in touch. I point, pointed out to someone who got a secondary assist and got, la and, and got laughed at uh, a bit. Uh, in my opinion, those are just as important. I wonder what his overall secondary assists are. That's not something we can we can identify, is it, or or, or can no, you? Well, that kind of that kind of comes into the the kind of on ball values, which is yeah. all in the piece um, that Alan references. But of course, it's important important because again, this isn't the best example because it's actually a really good cutback from Barisic into into Tillman. But think of you know uh, think of Tillman's goal against um, Motherwell when Tavernier just touches it to him um, inside the pitch. That's, now, that, <laughs> that's an assist, but yeah. you know. Te hypothetically, Tavernier could do that 15 times and at the yeah. end of the season. Again, he's a bad example because he will get a lot of good assists. But a player could do that 15 times at the end of the season. Someone could say, you know, that's amazing. What a creative player. And Kent could, you know, take um, f five events like that Hearts game where he beats three players, creates a space and then, you know, makes a goal but has less than that. So, so I think it's just about looking a bit deeper, as Alan says, and um, yeah, absolutely. At times, he's he's been frustrating, and and his end product's been frustrating. Um, I just don't think he, you know he's the biggest problem in that. Yeah, um, in in that team, and um, yeah, it, it probably speaks to the situation that that's the kind of the context of, of the argument there. But um, yeah, yeah, these I think these things are important to consider when you're looking at a player's performance as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I sort of tend to agree with uh, this point from James Strachan. He says, uh, here's an idea. Get a decent right winger in number 10 and Kent will have a chance uh, to do better. Um, Rangers certainly need to strengthen in January. I don't think anyone would uh, deny that at this point in time. Um, just get to a couple more points before we wrap up for today. Um, I wanted to get your, your point of view, Joshua. Uh, I done a piece it's on the website uh, this morning, folks. Uh, I mean, we all know how many injuries uh, Rangers uh, have suffered this season. Uh, of all the players, though, I think uh, the Goldson and Tom Lawrence ones are the ones to me that that, that have really hampered Rangers uh, this season. Um, Goldson, I think we've seen, well, we've seen it almost immediately when he went off against Liverpool. Um, it's nothing against uh, uh, Leon King and Ben Davis, but he's that, that anchor in, in the back line that really, keep, the glue that keeps it all together. And that's not to say uh, Rangers haven't had bad results with Goldson in it, of course not, but um, for me, he's been massively missed. Uh, and Tom Lawrence, simply put, he offers Rangers that those runs from midfield, uh, get those late runs into the box, getting on the end of things, shooting from distance, that energy and bite in midfield, uh, how Rangers have missed him. Um, those are the two for me, Joshua. Would you agree that that, that, that have uh, hampered Rangers the most? Yeah, um, Goldson definitely. And obviously the kind of 1-1 to 7-1 jump against Liverpool is a bit of maybe confirmation bias, but I certainly don't think that would have happened with, with Goldson. Okay. Um at the back, I think Rangers have, have, have really missed him, and um, not just you know in, in so many, not just on the ball, uh, not just off the ball, but as you highlight in your piece, Derek, what he gives to the team um, on the pitch, and um, L- Lawrence as well is a diff- diff- uh, difficult one because often players get better when they're injured, and Hatch is yeah. a prime example of this because before he got injured, he was not in a good uh, you know vein of form. Um, but I think what you saw with Lawrence in his brief, he made, he made what, like five, four appearances in the Premiership? Not many at all. Um, obviously, a few in Europe as well. Um, I think you could see that he was what he would give Rangers consistently in the middle of the park. And, you know, you compare that to someone like Tillman, who, as we've discussed many times, is a young player still learning. So maybe won't be able to give you at that consistent level or those you know, intangibles that you learn um, as an older player that Lawrence, Lawrence will. So they, they've both obviously been huge misses. On the other side of the injury debate, um, and, and I was writing about this uh, this week as well, of course you can't say that the injuries haven't made an impact because injuries will impact kind of any manager and any uh, anything that a manager is trying to do. But I think regardless of that, there's still those questions about the style of play and, and is that too maybe reliant on individualism so that when you know certain players are are out or when you're over-reliant on a certain player like Kent, it looks at, you know, as it has against St Mirren, St Johnson and Livingston. Because for all that discussion, you know, it's, it's you can't forget just how poor those those three games are in yeah. games that if you're going to win a title, you, you, you can't drop points, you have to win them all. And the, again, to go back to a point we've made so much, Derek, that the worst thing about those results was uh, not only the results, but the fact that Rangers didn't deserve at all to win them. And if not for a couple of late equalisers, it would have been three straight defeats. So um, do I think that if Golson and Lawrence were there, Rangers would, would still be two points behind the level on top? No, not necessarily, but I absolutely agree with what you say in the piece. They've, they've been huge misses and obviously Van Bronckhorst will be hoping that the sooner they get better and um, sooner they're back the better because yeah. of the impact they can have in the, in the squad. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, it, they've been missed, but of course we haven't seen Lawrence since uh, 
uh, for a while now, at the end of August, of course, when Rangers beat Ross County uh, 4-0. Um, yeah, uh, for me, it's, it's imperative to get them back, as well as others, of course, uh, as well, um, because uh, they really are down to the bare bones. Um, okay, folks, I think that will do us there. Thanks to everyone for uh, interacting with the show as ever. Lots on the website uh, this morning, as I mentioned, uh, we've got that at Goldson and Lawrence uh, injury piece uh, also uh, if you've not read it the, the Ryan Kent uh, analysis piece that Joshua did is fantastic also a, a good little uh, uh, interview piece from a uh, former Rangers winger Stephen Carson was on the books as a youngster uh, talking about uh, Andy Gorham uh, and Alan McGregor and just how good uh, both of them well Alan McGregor still is of course he's still still playing his trade of course so uh, I do urge you to go and read that remember just a pound for two months worth of content it really is cracking value head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details we'll be back again tomorrow folks but until then enjoy the rest of your Thursday <laughs>